This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Um, I'm Craig. Bot. Doc's Loaf. And we're well. just you guys who have no other choice now to creep our way through the Criterion Collection, one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're still... Still... Kill us. As we continue to watch mm. Spine 411, the Criterion Collection... Mm. Rainier Werner Fastbinders, Berlin Alexander Platz from 1980. But first, RJ. Yeah. How you feeling? How you feeling? Feeling I'm good? Feeling, I feel incredible. I, I don't know if I've ever felt better. This is like really first month podcast energy. This is like Biberkoff energy, I feel. Uh, so some have said Biberkoff is back, and some have said that Baylog is back. Virile. Well, <laughs> you'd have to consult my doctor on that one. That's right. Or the youth pastor, whichever, whoever is available. You know, the um, the other week, I didn't mention this. I was uh, doing first aid oh. training. And, oh. Uh, and and the, the conversation came up about um, when to deliver, like, medicine for a person that might have medicine for, like, a heart condition. And if they start having some sort of heart problems. Um, well, just you might, jam you, it you under might, their tongue. Well, no, you, you'd want to make sure, like, you ask a question, like, "Hey, you you own Viagra?" Because oh, because it can become uh, very dangerous, apparently, according to the the lifeguard teaching the first aid class. Oh, um, like that, like if they were currently on Viagra, like at that exact moment. Yes, if they'd taken it recently, because <laughs> oh. uh, apparently. Uh, applying some of this uh this life-saving medicine in conjunction with uh with your uh this performance enhancers okay. could uh create a dangerous drop to your blood pressure which but you might maybe... not actually be able to recover from and you're just, you're done maybe so yeah be careful well maybe it's dangerous in drops of health but maybe it's advantageous in what it's doing Sending even more blood to where it needs to be. You know what I mean? Do you mean to the penis? As some have called it that. Yeah. Some have, somewhere. Some yeah. I've I I'm not really familiar with that, <sighs> with said terms, but uh, right. Uh, you know I suffer blackouts, right? So I uh, I, I, see. I, I can't yeah. recall certain <laughs> things. Yeah, got to keep it nice and legal. Yeah. Yeah. I just I I I can't uh, I can't recall. What's a penis? What's a penis? Oh, uh, well, no, that's good to know. That's good to know. Do you, do you think they ask women that too? Just like out of habit, be like, ma'am, are you on Viagra right now? <laughs> I don't think so. But what if, she, what if they were? Women could probably take Viagra. I mean, as a human being, they could, but I don't know if it's a common practice. Should I look this up 
I mean, their their genitals and like female genitals and male genitals are made out of the same same tissue. Can a woman take Viagra? It's not a. Hey, RJ. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing you're not a doctor uh, giving out health advice. Mm -hmm. It's not approved for use in women, and studies thus far have had mixed results. There is no female Viagra. But there are a couple of drugs approved to treat sexual dysfunction in certain women. Oh, did you go incognito to search that? There are many reasons for low sex drive in women. Before taking Viagra or any other medication, discuss it with your doctor or your RJ. I mean, if they're listening to this, they probably have pretty low sex drive, to be honest. Um, This uh, podcast doesn't really help anybody out in that respect but right. um well no, I, I just because it, was, it says it's not approved like canadian government says you should have zero drinks a week you know <laughs> what i'm saying who's listening to that what, uh, what, what do they want people to go thirsty That's not right. on my watch not your watch hey i mean look at uh, what's happening to our dear friend uh oliver granger down down in new zealand uh his, what's uh, happening weird uh, right-wing coalition has reversed uh, what was looking heading toward a, a total ban on uh, tobacco. I, for one, celebrate over I, the win. I, I bet you do. For humankind on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a terrific win. I And uh, to be honest, I, I can't think of anything better. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe if they started um, mandating tobacco use. Mandating. Yeah, like you need this. Do you know mm-hmm. nicotine actually does help with uh, certain parts of your brain? Can help out with memory and um, and things like that. I, I bet it can. Just small. More mind. more great uh, medical advice from. Oh, yeah. I got lots here. Oh, I got what, what? What? What do you need? What do you? What do you need help with? I, I got the answers. It's the medical hour. I can't advise anyone to take any of this advice. It is. I am not a practicing doctor. And this is parody um, and character for a podcast. Okay. However, what do you need? Because I can help you 100% with it. Whatever you need. There so you tell go. me, Jared, what's something that's ailing you? Uh, nothing from you. I don't, I don't need nothing from you. Sounds like you uh, don't. Sounds like you're afraid to seek help. One of those guys who's afraid to go to a therapist, hey? Afraid. Beg your pardon. Said I feel like you're afraid to seek help. Like, what's the worst that can help and you improve as a person? You know. <clears throat> so uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, that was a, quite the cul-de-sac we went down. Hey, sure. How are those uh, those neighborhood kids go uh, doing? Oh, did you did, did you have a uh, visitation? Well, they left me a little recourse, Barrett. As uh, as I know, well, you know. Well, we were we were all uh, you were in our thoughts and prayers. I think the, myself and all of the the listenership of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, because I think it was on that night uh, you were asked about like your activities or how things mm-hmm. were going, and there was no response. Yeah, there was so, radio silence. Yeah, it's like where's RJ? Is, is something bad happened? Has this turned? Has this gone down an Eden Lake like road? Oh, oh dear. <laughs> I mean, the potential for Eden Lake is always there. I think that's what that movie is about, right? I think you so. You run afoul of street youths and anything mm-hmm. 
and no. everything is possible. and then and then there's this escalation yeah and then you you seek help you go to the neighbors and then while you're at the neighbors the street you enter the door and they say mom dad and this and guy closes. This, this, this is this guy's a bad guy he's the bush man he and, is then, and then and then the, the door closes man. yeah and then i just i go well you leave me a little recourse i would say it again as I've, i needed to yeah there was radio silence that night uh i needed to be on precise precision based accuracy uh i needed to be sharp Jared. i needed to be attuned to all of my resources all of my yeah. facility uh, my faculties mm-hmm. i needed them all here um i am happy to report there was no tomfoolery this weekend at the at the Bellagio house. There was there was no horsing around. Zero horsing around. Zero um, playing rough. None of that. Uh, and zero uh, misbehaving. We put an end to it, Jared. What about antics? Antics? There may have been some. However, not on my block. Not on my block. Uh, so I'm happy to report that uh, it was a great success. The Bushman has struck in fear into the youths of the community. And who knows? Maybe he'll take off, kind of like Slenderman, um, or one of said, uh, you know, mythical characters, like Mothman, potentially, um, or like um, Grover Cleveland uh, as another kind of fictional monster, I guess. Um, I, think, I think it was a great success. I had, uh, I had zero trouble on on this weekend however my neighbors put in christmas lights and uh <laughs> they are absolutely <laughs> blasting the fuck out of our one side of our house so it's, a, it's, t- a, it's a it's a real griswold situation it is nuts they did not do this last year and like they put up a bunch of decorations and it's like hey that's nice and uh the next day they were out there putting up decorations again i was like hey you're putting up decorations again how many are they gonna do and then the next day, they were putting up more decorations. And I went, holy shit, what's going on? Uh, and then for three days, uh, these lights, which I'll explain in a second. And I was like, oh, my God, are they done yet? And this morning, as I was leaving for work, I saw an Amazon guy drop off two large size packages at their house. And in my mind, it's like, those are more lights. Those are more decorations. Like, I don't know where this came from. They they never did this last year. And like, okay, I ain't no Grinch, Jared. I'm all for a holiday cheer. However... Uh, that video of uh, which uh, is only available for certain people. Um, that video is of the basement bedroom, and uh, I sleep downstairs a couple times a week. Just uh, one, after a couple days, we just have a queen bed upstairs. Andy and I get a little tight, like you know what I mean. Like uh, you need to sprawl out a little bit. So I'll come uh, slum downstairs uh, and uh, really sprawl out. And uh, that is uh, what I was seeing as I was trying to go to sleep on Saturday night, which is very festive. It it goes green, red, green, red, 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 green, and it like blinks and stuff, and you're just like, ah. I had uh, I had dreams one night of uh, green and red flashes and strobes in my eyes, which I realized weren't dreams at all. They were just uh, like my rods and cones misfiring as I was trying to sleep at uh, at night or something. Nice. Anyways, it's very very bright, and uh, I I don't know what to do, like because. It's like I said, I'm not a Grinch, but I feel like what do you, when do you think is an appropriate time to turn off the Christmas lights? When you go to bed, like when, like if, as the homeowner, the one responsible for the lights, I think Ooh. you should kill the lights, like 
after waking hours, but some people just leave them plugged in. But if you have like a a light show going on, uh huh, that's like going to be going. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's a right answer to this. Some people be like, I I'm not going to unplug till I go to work the next day. Yep. <laughs> like Some seven a.m. Some people are like that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, in this economy with uh, elect- ele- the electricity bills that uh, mm-hmm. we're all experiencing right now, you know what? They're like, fuck you. I love Jesus. And I love okay. his little baby ass. And I'm going to put those lights on all the time for RJ, mm-hmm. who also loves babies. That's uh, kind of strong language. I don't know if I would agree with that. But um... RJ, you, what, you got problems with babies? You, got, you don't like Jesus? I think they're a little bit entitled be honest okay i mean i'm not gonna i'm not hey i'm the first one i'm i'm coming out uh i'm not i'm against babies but i mean that's on the record but rj i'm surprised i never said i didn't big, like them i just well, said I, I feel I, like they're I, entitled I, I thought you were a big baby boy uh well i am a baby myself i yeah. i identify as a baby uh <laughs> a boy baby a, a baby boy baby no. Um, so I, I have that, but no, I agree with you because um, our electricity and power this month was incredibly expensive, and <laughs> two of us live in this house, uh-huh. and sometimes we don't even turn lights on. Like in the morning when I'm making coffee, which actually is a is a whole other problem. I don't turn the light on in the morning when I'm making coffee and stuff, um, because I'm too sleepy. I don't want to get blasted with the bright lights yet. Mm-hmm. But then, yep. I, whenever I go to work before it sun sun rises and then Andrea wakes up and she's like, you demolished the kitchen again. Apparently there's coffee grounds everywhere. There's like, uh, <laughs> there's just, there's just a general mess in there. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's like, I'll clean it later, but, uh, I can't see. So I, we don't even turn on the lights is what I'm saying. And, uh, our bill was really expensive. The, these guys next door is the family of five, uh, three kids, two parents, and then actually grandma lives over there too. So six people in that house, probably consuming a lot of energy. And now they got like 8 billion lights outside. Like what is their electric bill going to be this month? $6,000. They're nuts, Jared. They're nuts. But okay. So my opinion, because I, I I do turn on the lights. uh, We got purple lights outside that I turn on for Halloween and stuff like that. I turn them off at like 11 or when I go to bed, if it's the weekend and I'm up until like 12 or whatever, I'll turn them off uh, when I go to bed. But um, I think like lights like these, I don't know. Cause I know people like, you can only see them at nighttime and some people do leave them on all night. But like, I do think like if your lights are that bright and they're blasting that much, I feel like 11, 1130 at the latest is probably when you should flick those, those things off. Right. Yeah. I think that's like reasonable. Yeah. So here, here's the uh, the updates on the situation. First night they were in, they were on all mm-hmm. night long. Yep. Second night they were in on Saturday. Uh, I went to bed at probably like 1 a.m. on Saturday. They were still on at that time. Uh, I, they were off when I woke up, but I'm not sure when they were turned off. Uh, last night, they did not turn the lights on at all, Ooh. which I found interesting. And let's actually, what? let's do an experiment. Let's see. Let's see. What, what, what a treat. Oh, shit. Oh, can you see it? No. Okay, wait. It is, uh... I, I, <laughs> I see, like, mostly darkness, but I do see... I look at the screen real close. Uh, is it... Oh, the lights are on, aren't they? Oh. Oh, it's on, Jared. Oh. <laughs> okay, oh, I can see it. On. I, I can see it. I can see it in the pitch darkness. Uh, yeah. That's coming in through that... Uh, uh, is that an egressed window? Oh, egressed? no, it is not. It is not uh, oh. up to code. But, okay. uh... Yeah. 
Um, it is the size of an adult. I could fit through there if I needed. Yeah. Uh, an yeah, average-sized man. An average to maybe irregularly shaped men. Man. Okay. Uh, anyways, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything to them, but. Uh, well, all I'm going to say is, is, are, are, are these the the same neighbors who are cracking that window that you're worried about the 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 smoke going well, into? Well, that's both sides. Oh, but both maybe, maybe now I don't care anymore. I, I, I've never, I'm, I absolutely think that you shouldn't care in the first place, but this is the perfect excuse to smoke them if you got them. I say, oh, in, you in don't the, like in the privacy of your own backyard. I say, you don't like my tobacco pollution. I'm yeah. not a fan of your light pollution. And then just, <laughs> although hey. I, uh, I would never flick it. I always put my no. parents out responsibly. Yeah, yeah you're, you're an asshole. Yeah, I am very responsible for that. I uh, zero littering, zero littering yeah. on my. Oh yeah, like, I'm I'm glad to yeah. hear that. Yeah, I, I would yeah. I would only assume that's the case. Yes. Do, do Do you have a butt cup? I do. Uh, well, outside yeah. I have a fancy ashtray, and by fancy mm-hmm. it was by it was from the dollar store, and you press it down and it spins and goes, and it's kind of fun. Uh, but uh, in uh, what Andy calls the Sig Palace, which is my vehicle, yeah, um, <clears throat> I do have a, a little butt cup, and it's got a little LED light on it, uh, like a little solar panel. So when you open it up, if it's nighttime, it's got a little light coming through, so you can see see inside your cup. <clears throat> it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Is what uh, I've, some people have described it as. Pretty neat. So that yeah. person was you. Uh, yes, I I believe I believe that it was pretty <laughs> yeah. neat. Uh, oh, Jared, did you um, capitalize on any Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals? Not a this one. This is related. Not Nothing. a one? No. Oh. Uh, well, that's, okay, that's not true. Uh, I think I did wind up ordering a copy of Dunkirk because I realized, I'm like, oh, you I have... never bought it? I have, yeah, that's the one I didn't get on 4K, and it was like 20 bucks. And I was like, yeah, sure. I was real close uh, pulling the trigger on a vinegar syndrome uh, sale that was going on on the weekend, mm. but I, I was almost there. I was going to drop like 200 something on bucks. And then one of the movies oh. I wanted was like out of stock and I went, ah, fuck it. And I just didn't order anything. So my streak continues. It's been a while. Yeah. I think that's okay. I, I, I bought thank it. You. <laughs> I, well, I mean, also I, I, I think your lifestyle is appropriate to say the least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some have deemed. Some have um, said. Some have said. I bought a couple things. Nothing massive or anything like that. Just small things that I've been tracking for a while that um, mm-hmm. I just wait to see if they go on sale or not. One thing I can speak to, which is kind of related. A one. Do Are you familiar with lumens? Yeah. Like lights? <laughs> the light. Yeah. So yeah. higher lumens, higher light. Did I talk about flashlights last week? You did. Okay. I think so, so I think I think you did that on the air. <laughs> In discussion with these children, with the yes, because they they hid in the park in, under the cover of darkness. And Andrew thought it was being crazy when I said I was looking at flashlights. One hundred thousand lumen flashlights are available on on the internet. And Black Friday, I I'm happy to report it had them. It had them all. So let's just say the uh, the home security uh, business is uh, booming. I'm sure. So. Anyways, I I got a I got a really I got a really bright flashlight, and I'm gonna blast it at those kids if they ever come back to my house. Just so I got that going for me, which is pretty good. 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 Yeah. Anything else happening to you this this week, jerk? Uh, not 
Nothing off the top of my head. Um, this what about uh, the bottom of your head. Uh, definitely nothing down there. Okay. No, nothing settling. Uh, yeah, this uh, Berlin Alexander Plots business. It's uh, takes up a lot of week time. You know. It's. Are you saying that it's uh, it, 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 it really, muddling muddling up your your affairs? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not enjoying that part. One more week of it, though. One more week, and it'll be no, the most. I thought, it'll... I thought we'd just watch it again afterwards. Oh, okay. Why? That why stop great. this? Why stop this party? Yeah, that's, that, that sounds good. Let's keep this thing rolling, baby. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Could could do that. <clears throat> we could. Could do that, but uh, you know what? No. Oh no. 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 Okay. <laughs> no. 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 Okay, hey, RJ. Yeah. Yeah. We have a relevant email to this uh this fiasco we find ourselves in. Female? Uh uh I can't say for sure. Okay. Uh, but we have an e- uh, an email. Oh, interesting. Uh from Atrophia. Oh, interesting. Feedback to pad out your next episode. Oh dear. Th- th- thank you very much, Atrophia. Mhm. How are you, gentlemen? I was delighted to wake up on U.S. Thanksgiving morning to start prepping for our dinner and have part two of Creep's Berlin Alexanderplatz extravaganza to keep me company while the family slept. Mm. To answer your question at the end of the episode, I am enjoying the show. Our show, RJ. Oh, that's a bit of a, a bit of history. Berlin Alexanderplatz was rated four stars in a printed movie catalog that was my letterbox of the 1980s, and it was very exciting to find it available on the Criterion channel over 30 years later. My husband agreed to go along for the ride, and my expectation was to be blown away by it, maybe getting a rich understanding of how the Nazis uh, would come to power, or at least Mm -hmm. a wonderful character study and immersion into the Weimar Republic. (laughs) Didn't we all? (laughs) Yes. It's super brown and repetitive, and it took us a while to finish it, taking long pauses, weeks, between episodes. It has infiltrated our vocabulary around the house as we talk about pubes, fronds, and Reinhold, as if they were people we used to know, and it's always fun when the actors show up in other movies. Gunther Lamprecht has a small role in that DOS boot, for example. Mm. Um, Yeah, I I have to admit... uh, I think there's been talk uh, uh, around the home around fr- about France and getting bibbercoughed quite a bit. Um, oh, are you saying that you're gonna bibbercough uh, somebody? No, I just get, I, I just the experience of watching it. It's like ah, or saying discovering that's some real bibbercough action right there. Oh dear. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm still bewildered at the masterpiece label and five star reviews. Are there worse ridiculously long movies? Yes. Out one, a 13-hour Jacques Rivette movie about hippies on the edge of leftist revolution, but nothing happens. Fortunately, it's not in the collection, as I wouldn't even enjoy listening to you talk about it. Mm. Anyway, there's no reason for Berlin Alexanderplatz to be so long, and maybe it could be great if it was trimmed to two hours. Buckle up for the finale, though. Oh, no. What does that mean? (laughs) We'll find out, RJ. Glad to hear that Jared has been watching some movies and enjoying them. He should have watched Atlanta when RJ told him to. On the subject of TV shows, I would like to pimp The Bear 
on Hulu. I think you both would like it for different reasons. I've seen it. Looking forward to the next installments. Your fan, Atrophia. Yeah, you've talked about the bear, I think, at one point. Yeah, I talked about it at once. Some time, but, ago, some uh, time ago. Uh, I've seen the... Andy and I watched all of whatever is available, the two seasons or, seasons or whatever. It's very good. I do think it sometimes takes um, like the food industry a little bit too... It takes itself way too seriously, where it's like, this is passion, man. This is... This is this is like restaurants, and it's like, all right, real, relax, like, relax. Uh, I do think it takes itself way too seriously sometimes, but it is it is a very good show actually. So it's I don't know if comedy. you'd be into it, but it's what is it, a, is it a comedy? Sometimes it is it is like a drama comedy. It's very intense, so it's like a, it's a mixture of like high end food stuff, like expectations that is very very intense and like. Uh, it, it like they do a good job of actually like making you feel anxious watching it, but then the other side of that is a guy in a like a dive restaurant in Chicago, and that's very um, playful. Maddie Matheson is in it, a, a Canadian boy. So, okay. oh, it's a good show. Uh, hey, I like the bear. Both both Atlanta and the bear are on Disney Plus. I think Atlanta is very very good. I I do think you would get enjoyment out of it too. And I'm sure I would eventually but you got to be ready because if uh yeah whenever you feel like it because that's when it'll it'll I be got, the best i've I got so many minis to paint still so I, know, minis. I know and that's a show that i think you would actually um enjoy watching and not just as background noise uh not it's not not a magazine movie is uh what i would say yeah that's the thing right i actually do want to give it my full attention and that's yep. four seasons I think their their own episodes are like twenty five to thirty oh, okay. minutes, and I think there's like I don't know, maybe eight episodes a season. That's that's reasonable. That's doable, yeah. I guess. Yeah, we'll it's see. nothing crazy. I do. I think I mentioned before, like the first season's pretty straightforward, and then season two, three, and four starts to get into a, I'd say like kind of like Jordan Peele type stuff. Oh, I was gonna say Jordan Peterson. No, I mean there there's characters like that that pop up <laughs> from time to time. We're not not Jordan Peterson. We'll oh. we'll see who cancels who. Vocal losers. I uh yeah. That's how he sounds. Jopey. Jopey. I uh I got to experience uh, Kim and I uh a little bit of Russell Brand talking to Jordan Peterson recently. That boy oh boy, two, a, 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 a real meeting of the minds that yeah. conversation. They're that just... guy's a nut bar, right? That Russell, Russell Brand, Brand guy? Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a goof. And uh, they're both goofs, and uh, they're just talking past each other, speaking nonsense. Um, and, like, yeah. so Russell Brand will pontificate, go off for a bit, sound off, uh, make the most, like, elaborate point uh, about something, very unclearly, but he's asking something, and then mm-hmm. uh, old uh, Dr. Peterson will respond... Completely not answering the que- the question because I don't think he gets it. He doesn't understand what the question was, and he just starts saying things maybe he shouldn't say. Um, but then he starts making like metaphors and allusions. What's um, a metaphor? And, and, uh, well, Pinocchio. And, oh wow! But Jiminy starts talking about Jiminy Cricket. Oh and, wow! And, and higher morality <laughs> structures, and you're like, oh boy! People, Incredible! People, people lap this shit up, huh? They love yes. it. Yes. You know they do. Hmm. Yeah. Bad, real bad. Uh, yeah, a lot of people do. 
Mm. Why were you watching this? I it, what did it, it came up just randomly on um we did a search for something and I was like oh my god we, we he'd been they'd been brought up recently there was a podcast about uh Russell Brand's uh his heel turn uh mm. to, to really uh chasing that uh I don't know QAnon um yeah spirituality right wing mm-hmm. COVID is a hoax stuff because because he got an audience out of that and. Yep. Uh, He's he's really been he's 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 got a lot of questions about it. He really wants to ch- uh, chase that dollar. And he's got lots of people on it, and I'm not sure if he's still on YouTube or not. But he's over on Rumble. You know about Rumble, RJ? I I don't. Is it somewhat like Truth Social or something? Kinda. I mean, it's it's YouTube without rules. You know, you can, you can put you can't nothing will get removed apparently. Um, so they're probably supposed to follow copyright stuff, but who knows if they do. Yeah, hmm. all all the best people are on Rumble these days. I know Rumble packs for yep. like N sixty four. Is that sure. in any way similar? Uh, no, but could be. It could be. Mm. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so anyway, so RJ. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the email, Tropia. Yes. But, yes. Uh, what, what you been creeping on this week? Who me? You. Uh, well, I, I played that Metro 2033 game. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my cross curricular cross media platform thing. Uh, and it was, it was very good. And, uh, I am playing the second one now. Um, I wasn't gonna, there's three and, uh, I bought them on sale, like all three games for like $10 or something. It was an incredible deal, but, uh, I wasn't going to play them all back to back, but, uh, one and two are like kind of older and they're shorter. So I was like, oh, I'll just keep doing this and then I'll, I'll do something different. And then I'll play three, which is like a newer. It's got a PS5 uh, version and stuff like that, Jarrett. But do you like Russians? Uh, I could take or leave them. Do you like tea made from mushrooms? I mean, I haven't tried any. And mutants? My m- mutants are pretty cool. Yeah, I think you would like Metro because, uh, um, like the book was cool, and uh, the game is it's a it's a cool idea, like uh. It's I think I mentioned before nuclear uh, apocalypse. All the people live underground in the metro lines, and then the surface is inhabited by the mutants, uh, which is uh, which is cool. So uh, it's a neat idea. I I could see it being like an Amazon Prime show one day because HBO's already got theirs. They already they already have their show. You know what I mean? But yeah, so I play a game. That's cool. But I actually watched a couple movies this week, Jared. Did you see that? I did. I watched uh, Dungeons and Dragons. You you finished watching it? Yes, I finished watching it. Uh, Honor amongst thieves. Hmm. You know who wrote this movie? Who? Uh, I think his name is John Francis Daly or something. But he's a uh, Sam from Freaks and Geeks. The little kid who played Dungeons and Dragons and Freaks and Geeks. You remember that show, Jared? I do. I do remember Freaks and Geeks. Freaks, freaks, and not Greeks. Freak, freaks and Greeks. Yeah. Well, tell, you tell me the difference. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> that's a isn't that like a Russell Brand movie? Uh, get him to the Greek. Yeah. No, I was saying that Greek people are like, uh, like, do you know what I was saying? No. A lot of body hair. Yeah. Like Hungarians. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyways, I finished watching this movie. Uh liked it it's really stupid and it's kind of a kids movie but uh it is fun i know you love that word it's stupid but i like it 
is what I I think that's what people mean whenever they say fun, right? Is it's dumb but you like it. Uh Chris Pine is um very charismatic. Hugh Grant is in this, which I was really surprised at. Uh there were a few actors that popped up. I was like, hey, I didn't know you were in this thing. Good for you, man. Um I don't know. I'm not like a big D and D guy like you and uh and uh Kimbo, Kimbo Slice over there, but um uh, I could see some of it probably being annoying to people who are in the know of things. But uh, as a person who, like, I played D&D, like, three times as a, with a very casual group that didn't know the rules. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I watched this, and it's like, there, there's very clear intentional nods to something. You're just like, I feel like this is something of importance. But as a casual viewer, I don't really know what that is. But also... I don't feel like I am out of the loop here. Like it was explained within the story. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean, Jared? Mm-hmm. So I think it's very accessible for uh, if this if the intent of this movie was to be accessible to people who don't know D and D. I think it did a very well, a very good job. Okay then. And, and for the real mission accomplished for the real D and D people, I'm sure you guys would get some mild uh, entertainment out of it because you'd go, "Hey, I know that guy. He was in the campaign that one time." You say, "Is that Vecna?" And then you go, ah, oh, no, that's not Vecna. That's somebody else. Um, I don't know. I like D&D. I know, I know Kimbo didn't like it, but um, I thought it was fun. There, I said it. Said what do you it. think about that? Uh, I, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad mm-hmm. you enjoyed it. It is two hours and ten minutes long. Absurd. You know what's not two hours and ten minutes long? Uh, Wonka. Starring oh, Timothy no. Chalamet. Oh no! Wait, I was wrong. Director of Paul I, King. Uh, D no D yeah D and D is two hours and ten minutes. Uh, Wonka yeah, everyone seems to be all hot and bothered over that movie. Uh, I'm just looking at some um, some reviews here. It's got already on uh, Twitter. I don't believe any of that shit. I'm not Twitter. I'm Letterboxd. Although, the, how about the... what, what what do you think about these these like popular reviews? Willy Wonka and the Twink Factory. That's dumb. That doesn't mean anything. Who wonkin they willy right now? So th- it's not a real movie then. All these well, things aren't real. This is just sexualization of Timothy Chalamet. She, she wonka on my willy till I chocolate. Was that a professional review? Was that on Eber and Robert? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. I mean, I just think Eber probably might have said. Uh, I mean, this sure is how about this one? Usually hate musicals, but this slapped. We're we're still saying that. No thanks. We're still saying it. No thanks. I'm I'm conflicted. Uh, Dylan uh, writes part of the Paddington multiverse, but instead of a sweet little bear, it's a silly, sexy man who charms giraffes and then milks them. No, no, I don't <sighs> want that. This is the this is the side of letterbox where you just go. I'm good. I'm good. See, I definitely don't want that at all. Um, and it's like I'm conflicted because uh, it is the Paddington dude. And I think the two Paddington movies are um, terrific. Those are very good shows. Uh, but I don't I don't want to watch a Wonka show. And I definitely don't want to watch this Wonka show. What about won't? Because uh, I won't watch it. So are won't you going to go watch this movie? You seem very interested. Fuck, fuck no. Oh, okay. W- w- won't uh. Won't uh. 
want to see it. I want to see it. I like that. I like that. You know what you want to see? Napoleon. Uh, yeah, but for different reasons, right? Yeah, you because know, that, I'm, I'm a big I, fan of the Napoleonic historical films, Sarge. You know that about me. I know, Everyone... but I also want to see it because of Ridley Scott, who's who's like every single interview he has chosen aggression, and he's like, "Did this happen?" He's like, "I don't care if it happened." Napoleon never t- uh, bombed the pyramids, and Ridley Scott was like, "I don't really care if he did or not. It's in the movie." <laughs> apparently there's a scene of tanks like shooting the pyramids or something tanks or what what did what did they have cannons, like cannons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like cannons cannons shooting the pyramids and they're like napoleon didn't do that and really scott was like i don't really care he's like i thought it looked cool mm-hmm. and i i appreciate that I yeah think he's up front about it yeah you know what's something else that you want to see uh it doesn't involve war it does, and it does also it involves craft, crafting, which I know you're a big fan of, Jared. I, I like hobbying. I'm not sure, sure about uh, craft necessarily. Like, so, did you watch War Hobby? I did. Uh, it was actually like conflict hobby because it wasn't a full scale war. Is, is this a coincidence? Now, is this a coincidence, or because we talked about it last week, or were you planning on it beforehand? Uh, I was going to just because uh, I watched D&D and then yeah. I was like, hey, Warcraft is available. I was like, I should watch that because uh, of Duncan, Duncan Jones and uh, just because it was available. Uh, I'd never seen it. Uh, I also I'm not a huge nerd, so I've never played Warcraft. I need to I need to explain to you. Yeah, you're missing, but uh, you missed out. I know. I'm sure it was fine. I, I don't really like those types of games, though, like the the online ones where there's like a a thousand people I, I'm, mmos I'm that. yes yes uh i i kind of like just a nice single player game that i can just kind of sink into the couch and just be by myself with you know what i mean Jared? you can suck in privacy oh i'm great i'm i'm pretty wicked oh. i've been like 17 video games this year hey so warcraft yeah uh from old uh dunk jones uh-huh. i see it it's got a 2.5 rating on letterboxd i think that's oh. unfair a hundred and fifty-three thousand people have seen it on on this site. Hmm. Have you seen this movie? No. No interest. No interest. Okay, I think a three would be more fitting for this, like a three stars. I think that's what this thing is. Um, I'm not a Warcraft guy. Some of this movie is really silly. Like, uh, like Ben Foster is in this is like the mage for the humans. And uh, I, I wrote it down because I thought it was so silly. There's like another magician and Ben Foster's magician is the guardian. Uh, that's what he's called. And Ben Foster looks at him and he goes, he's the guardian. And then he looks at himself and he goes, I am the guardian. And I was like, what? So there's like dialogue in that. They're like, he's the guardian. He's like, I am the guardian. And then someone else like pretty immediately after will be like, he is the guardian. And you're just like, what? He's the guardian. Guys. Guardian. And you're like, what is this movie about? Um, mm-hmm. This movie is about orcs, Jarrett. You know about orcs? Yeah, I know about orcs. And would you, would you like to legalize them in some format? Yeah. Yeah. I had, uh, I had some pretty interesting tags on this one. <laughs> um, so uh, I, a I, lot I of... I hadn't noticed. A lot of horse violence in this movie yeah okay a lot like because the orcs are so big they just pick up the horses and throw them 
Oh my it, god. It happens nonstop. <laughs> this entire movie is orcs picking up horses and throwing them at people. Like, so, so I'm going to assume these are CGI horses. I mean, who's to say? Would would you say that these depictions of CGI horses uh, normalizes horse violence? I think it would. Do you think there's going to be like a... I mean, back in 2016, I'm not sure. Was there a spat of people... Trying to pick uh, up horses and throw them? Using horses and tossing them at each other. Did that happen? I believe it did. Okay. In my heart, I believe it did. Fair enough. So uh, this movie, I don't know what War- Warcraft lore is, but I did notice on Prime they have retitled this movie as Warcraft The Beginning. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. Uh, but the movie starts and it's just like humans and orcs have always been at war, but is like, but there was a time they weren't. And this is like where orcs get introduced into the world. So I'm guessing this is a prequel to the, the game. Maybe, or is the sure. first game or something? Uh, possibly. I, I don't fucking know, dude. But so basically, we're on Orc Planet, and this is where this movie starts. It's Orc Planet, and their world is dying. So they have to go through a portal, and they go into human world, and they're like a war band, and they're like, we need to take over this world. And Orc only knows violence, and you're just like, okay, cool. I got it. Uh, and so that's what this movie is about, is the Orc world is dying, and the huge Orc mage uh like so both both races have uh species have a, a mage the orcs have a mage and the humans have a mage the guardian for the humans and uh, the orc mage is like we must go and take over the world and he's like shoots like green stuff out of his mouth he's like Bleh. and you're just like man this there's a lot happening in this movie so they go over and then uh they start to fight the humans and stuff like that and then the humans are like hey dwarves and elves will you help us and they're like nah we ain't going to do that. So it's just humans versus orcs. And the orcs are like, I really, really dig the way that the orcs look in this. Because they're like, they're like gigantic. And uh, I, I just, I think it's awesome. I like how big they are. I don't, I don't condone the horse throwing, but uh, I do like how gigantic the horses are, or uh, the orcs are. So it's orcs versus humans. This movie is very silly. Uh, I did enjoy it, but, uh, there is a lot of bad stuff in this movie, like very classic, um, like, uh, when you make something off of a game or like a a book or something like that, very, um, very on the nose and predictable. And you're just like, yes, yes, I, I know what's going on here. And you do, uh, which dungeon and dungeons and dragons. I didn't feel it was like that when I was watching that, I was like, this is, this has got some, uh, some new ideas, some fresh ideas. Uh, war, which I which I thought there was a really chunky dragon in Junk Dungeons yes. and Dragons. And uh, I I found out about the the chunky dragon via uh, they did a magic card set, like a secret yeah. lair set, and that was the secret card. It was a yeah, chunky dragon. He, he it was very endearing. It was very endearing. It was very fun. I liked the I liked chunky dragon. Uh, mm-hmm. Warcraft doesn't have any chunky dragons. Yeah. Uh, it it does have gigantic orcs, which are cool in their own right. But uh, yeah, yeah. D and D was uh, I I thought a little bit fresher. Had some new ideas. Um, still things that are predictable, and you're just kind of like, yeah, that's how these movies go. Um, but not not too many. And then Warcraft had kind of a lot of those where you're like, I think this is what'll happen, and then it does, and you go, yeah, I'm not surprised that that's what happened. But uh, I think everybody should watch Warcraft. 
Everyone should. If I'm being honest, there's some crazy stuff in this. Like, people have tattoos that are like radars, and they're like, doo, doo. And then, like, some of the sorcery in this movie, you're watching it, and you're just like, huh? (laughs) You're like, what kind of magic is this? Uh, And it really, like, threw me for a loop a couple times. I was like, what is... What did the Guardian do? He's the Guardian, Jared. (laughs) He's the Guardian. He's the Guardian. He's told us many times, so... Anyways, uh, I think everyone should watch it. I don't really endorse it in any ways. I think Dungeon, I'll endorse Dungeons and Dragons, but uh, you support. You mean so you support it, but you you doesn't get your endorsement. Yes, yeah, I support Warcraft. I think they should make more of these. Actually, I think it'd be cool if there was like fifteen of these. Oof. Well, there's it's been seven years since that one, and I, I don't know if that one was very well received. Uh, I don't think I don't think any more are coming. Not on this scale, at least. But yeah. There's a lot of, like, hidden talent. Like, Clancy Brown is one of the orcs, but, like, you can't tell. Like, they kind of, like, digitize his voice a little bit. And it's like, Clancy Brown already sounds like an orc. He could have just used mm-hmm. his normal voice. Yeah. What happens you know? if you get Clancy Brown and Ron Perlman together, though, as, a, as orc brothers? I mean, that would, that's the sequel. They were saving that. They were saving that for the sequel, baby. Yeah. Anyways. Tell yeah, me about orcs. The Watcher. Okay, what do you know about this thing? Uh, nothing. What, what is this? Okay, okay. Well, I see so, Ryan Murphy's involved. Yeah, this is like this is like an off a tangent off of American Horror Story is what it seems like. Um, I didn't know anything about this, and Andy and I watched this. Uh, but uh, I remember when this came out, it was like in a lot of like social media things. People were like this show's crazy. And the very first thing you see when you turn on this like seven episode series is inspired by true true events. And you go, hmm, I wonder what that means. Uh, this show is fucking like completely bonkers. Like there is a there's a lot of weird shit happening in this. And you go the whole entire time. I was like, I got to look this up. I got to see what a, what if this is real. But I didn't because I was like, I want to see what how it ends. So I don't ruin anything. And then when I looked it up later, I was like, well, like a couple of these things happened. But uh, pretty much this entire show is like uh, 50 per- All of the really, really bizarre stuff is uh, just kind of made up from uh, Ryan Murphy, I'm thinking. And then okay. then you go, OK, you're like, it's not as compelling then, I guess. So you're saying this isn't a Richard Kind biopic? Uh, it It is not a Richard Kind uh, biopic, unfortunately. OK. okay dick kind um do you want to know what the show is about i think you and kim could hate watch it mm, to be honest I'm, you know like, what i'd I like to watch you know i feel like i'm already doing that enough uh recently i i like to watch something i like watch i, I want to try that out for a for a spell you know yes, like okay. watch <laughs> there is um there is something in this show it is entertaining and it is compelling and uh, when you look into what act like the the things that did actually happen, you're like, oh, that did happen. But then uh, a lot of a lot of the very very, uh, I don't know, very cinematic kind of bizarre things that happen. It's like, oh, they just made that up, and then go, oh dear. So, anyways, this was a uh, inspired by true events from like ten years ago or something. This family buys this mansion house in. Uh, I don't know, New Jersey or something like that. Like it's outside of New York City or something. Yep. Like uh, they moved out of the city. They bought this mansion in the suburbs. 
and they move in and all the neighbors are weird um there's like a husband and wife who sit on their lawn and lawn chairs and just watch the house with binoculars and you're like that's weird uh mia farrow is in this as a victorian era ghost kind of lady like so mia farrow's got pigtails and she wears like overalls and uh, she's like she she's basically like 300 years old and uh she has a brother who is um boo radley is how i would describe him okay you, you remember boo radley jared I, I i do yeah okay so uh those are the major neighbors uh so the family moves in and uh Nothing has nothing weird is going on in the house, but then at, right after they move in, oh, and the the family uh, the mother is Naomi Watts. So there's there's a lot of big actors in this. Uh, the dad is Bobby Cannavale or something. He's Italian. He's 100% Italian. When you see him, you go, that guy's Italian. Uh, they move in and then they get a letter in the mail, and it's like, it's like, welcome to the house. Uh, I have watched the house for a number of years, and it's like the house likes that there is young blood in the house thank you for bringing children to the house uh and it's like have you found what's in the basement you will and it was like i am the watcher and they go oh that's weird and they take it to the police and they don't do anything and then the police like the main detective is shooter mcgavin from happy gilmer chris uh, mcdonald uh yes if that's that guy's name that is his uh, name and then they get another letter and it's another kind of threatening letter where it's just like it uses the kids actual names and it's just like, they will come to me. And it's like the house yearns for blood and stuff like that. And you're like, Oh shit. And apparently that is true that this family received these letters. Like that was like that. And then this whole show is like, he, they don't get along with the neighbors cause they're like renovating the house. And the neighbors are like, you should leave the house as it is. And like, you should be nice neighbors. Uh, so the guys are like, the family thinks it's the neighbors and then there's other characters introduced later where it's like a previous owner went went crazy and killed his family in the house and they never found him, uh, which that one never happened. Uh, and then a previous owner his, uh, went crazy and then they moved out and his wife killed herself, which never happened. Uh, and then um, there was a high school teacher in the neighborhood who had a project that was like to get kids to write love letters to houses. Cause he was obsessed with architecture and that one did happen. That was a, a true thing. But anyways, uh, you're like watching this and like the, some of the guys are like, yeah, like it's a blood cult, like all the neighborhood they're into blood cults and there's uh they, they sneak in the house somewhere and then there's like tunnels under the house. And like these people are like sneaking into the house through tunnels and then, uh, through secret passageways and, and, uh, all sorts of stuff, Jared. All sorts of stuff. But uh, I put that this reminded me of a bunch of Tim Robinson skits because every, like, character interaction will be, like, a guy It's like, hey, how are you? And he's like, in 40 years, the sun will envelop on the sky and the second coming of this will happen. And the guy's like, okay, cool. See you later. And then, like, they, they like, kind of part way. And you're just like, what? You go, huh? You go, huh? I mean, that, that could be a David Lynch film, too. I mean, it could be. It could be. Uh, and then, um, yeah, apparently the Boo Radley guy was real. There was a guy in that neighborhood who was, who was very Boo Radley-esque. But eventually, they, like, they get to a point where they get, like, scared enough, They and they try to leave, and they try to sell the house, but then it's in the news that they were leaving because they were getting threatened. And then people are like, well, did they do it themselves because the house was too expensive and they couldn't afford it? It's like a whole thing. So I looked into it, and, like, uh, uh, some of this stuff is real, the show is a lot of fabrication and um, 
Sweet. It's it's Ryan Murphy, like uh, through and through. I, I think I watched two episodes of American Horror Story, and that was good enough for me. There's, do you know how many seasons of that show there is? Well, too many. Thirteen, and then there's two spin, uh, uh, two seasons of a spinoff show. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's something. Yeah, I didn't know this was Ryan Murphy until we watched the first one, and at the end of the first episode, it was like Ryan Murphy, and I was like, oh. I, I should have mentioned that uh, David Lynch's daughter actually did direct an episode or so. Of this show? Yeah. That makes sense. Like, some of it is, some of it is Lynchian. Uh, but, uh, some of it is also Ryan Murphyan, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, uh, it was entertaining. You wanted to see what happened, but then I did once I, once it was done and I looked up parts of the show were real, I was kind of like, oh, is that it? Because apparently in reality, the, the family bought the house and they were renovating and then they got these letters and they never actually moved in to the house. And they like bailed before because they got these weird threatening letters uh, before they moved in. I don't know. I don't know, Jared. I do think it it would be a good show to watch with a significant other, if if at the very least for you to to poke at. Do you know what I mean? That sounds vile. Like for the people out there, do you need something to poke at? <laughs> RJ Why does that sound vile? What are what what are you taking from this? <laughs> Something to poke at? Yeah, with your finger, poke. Uh huh. Like poke your fun. Your finger. Well, yeah, like that's what a poke yeah. is. All right. What hey, did RJ. you think I meant? Well, yeah. well, well, while while you were talking about this show, uh, mm-hmm. I, I just got the great news. Uh, Henry Kissinger's dead. Uh, thank fuck. <laughs> Well, uh, years, uh, you are celebrating the death oh, of the man. Oh, fuck him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100 years old, he's a unprosecuted war criminal. Good riddance. Mm-hmm. May he rot in hell, RJ. Wonderful news. Interesting. <laughs> Where does this fit into the Napoleon timeline? Uh, a little while after. Really? Yeah. Really? Good, good times. So you're happy, hey? Absolutely thrilled. He's, think... he's on he's he's on that uh quality of person where you're like when you hear the news it's like feels good man feels good feels good yep do you think Without... Kissinger ever watched American <laughs> horror story i I don't know if he got around to it no yeah interesting I don't think so <laughs> but he might be really sad though that he never that he got to watch it? the watcher. I think he might be because, uh, man, the twists and turns in this thing. It was crazy. Jarrett. Well, I bet. I heard they might do a second season. And it's like, I don't think this show is going to be nearly as interesting for a second with a, a second season. You know what I mean? It was barely interesting the first time. But you could poke at it if you wanted. Oh, uh, I won't poke at it. No? There, you know, there's like no shortage of television to watch or rewatch. Yeah. Um, it has to be like, oh, I'm really interested to see how good this is. I mean, we 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 have shows that we uh, lots of shows that we want or have mm-hmm. kind of lined up, but uh, no, this just kind of popped up and it was. Um, what would I rather? What should I spend my time watching? This or P- Picard or you know, yeah, uh, more Flanagan. Flanagan. 
just like that yeah that that's why we watched it i just remembered when we finished watching the edgar Allan poe flanagan it was like you may like the watcher and the preview played and then andy was like do you want to watch that and i was like yeah i guess or maybe i brought it or like we saw it together and like let's watch that next so netflix got us with their algorithm you know what i mean yeah but so it's all sh- about you should watch uh flanagan but also picard are you going to do the full deep dive after Picard and do Strange New Worlds and uh, the animated Lower Decks? No. And uh, you no. don't have to do Disco because I already did all of Disco. Yeah, no. No? No. This is all about getting to Picard Season 3. I don't know. Nothing about this stuff grabs me. This Strange the New Worlds is supposed to be really good. Yeah. Is what they uh, say. Allegedly. Yeah, is what they say. Allegedly. What about you, George? Do you watch any movies? Uh, no. Not really. Okay. Yeah, not really. Did you paint any orcs? No orcs, just iron warriors. Are there any orcs in the thing that you do? There is. There is orcs with a K. Uh, oh, because they're Warhammer orcs. They're 40K. Warhammer. Well, they're 40K orcs. Because there's orcs... Like ORC, the classic orc. But you can't copyright that. So there was uh, orcs in Warhammer Fantasy. And then Age of Sigmar came along and they became Aurochs because you can copyright that. And then Orukai? 40k orcs, they just said, oh, hey, how do we differentiate orcs in their two universes when they look exactly the same? But ones have guns and other ones have like swords. And they went, orcs with a K. What about Orukai? Are they in there at all? Uh, in the Middle Earth uh, miniatures game that Games Workshop puts out, yes, they licensed that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in uh, the thing that in 40k, is there any owl bears? In 40k, yeah, no. What about <laughs> bug bears? Um, uh, maybe like metaphorical bug bears. But... Are there any bears of any kind in that show? I don't think so. I'd have to. I'd have to do research. I don't know. Interesting. He doesn't yeah. know. He doesn't I don't know. know. I don't know, man. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. So, out of all, like this weekend, are you most likely with Kimbo to watch D and D, Warcraft, or The Watcher? Uh Biberkoff, RJ. Biberkoff. You gotta, you gotta tell her to, you gotta tell her to, to cut it out. I already told you that she you, doesn't you, have to you, do this. You, you need to tell uh, Rainier Fastbinder to make shorter uh, films. No, but I mean Kimbo Slice over there, she doesn't have to do this. <laughs> I told, I, I tell her this all the time. I know, I know, and, and like, she's like, nope, nope. She's gonna, she's gonna ride or die. Well, I. I can't agree. I can't endorse. Yeah, no, this is going to, to the bitter end. I can't so, agree. I think yeah. it's a bad call, and I think big big fronds. I think everybody is worse off because of it. To be very probably. Mm-hmm. Hey RJ, do you got any news? Uh, it doesn't have to be related to death, even. Uh, let's go to movie scoops, Jared. Move, move, movie move, scoops. Move. Well, it's a lot of Timothy Chalamet and Edgar Wright's shit. Yeah, uh, I'm not talking about any of that because fuck them. That's why. Um, I got a scoop for you. Out of control invasion. Super pigs set to cross the bo- U.S. Oh, border. Yeah. 
Also, exploding wild pig population on Canadian prairie threatens to invade northern U.S. states. This is big news, dude. I'm scared. These super pigs are, like, out of control. It's or are they, are they super pigs? Wild pigs? I, I see there's a what? lot of... You're sharing a lot of sources. You got Newsweek. You got the Globe and Mail. Are those not um, reputable sources? I, I, I do wonder about the one where they ran a photo of, of, of talking about exploding wild pig population when it's, like, literally two, like... In a cage. Pigs in a cage. Like, like they're in... They're, they're fenced in. They're not wild. Well, you can't get pictures of the wild ones because they're so out of control, Jared. They're, they're so they're, elusive. They're, they're too good. They're just too good. They're, they're too survivable. They're the, just, yeah. the other picture is good. That's like boars out in the wild. Uh, if you do ever choose to watch Atlanta, season four has a wild boar episode. It is literally about a wild boar on a rampage. Damn. Pretty cool. Yeah. Wild boars, Jared. Wild boars. Uh, I don't have... Do you have other news? Because I was going to ask you a question related to shows, but uh, uh, any news before we get to that? Mm, let's see here. No. Oh, actually. Actually. Uh, did, did you? Were you aware that there was a WWE Survivor Series that transpired this past weekend? Um, you know the answer to that. Okay, so you're you're not aware. So I mean, you're clearly not following the right things on social media. Okay. Um, too much. I mean, that's why you're getting all this uh, Timothy Chalamet and uh, wild wild pigs business. Going no, no, on. I don't get any Timothy Chalamet directed things. That's you guys. Uh, no, you I was getting too. wild boar related things, <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I'm okay yeah. with that. All right. Yeah. But uh, so you probably I don't know if you knew. Uh, so Randy Orton, he uh. uh he, you yeah. know, the star Blandy, of gay pornos, Blandy Borton himself. Yeah, uh, he's been off for like like a while actually. Like, it's been a few years. Uh, mm. I think he had some neck or back problems for a bit. Mm. So I mean, he can still like do stuff, but he can't wrestle. But yeah. he's busy. He's been off doing whatever Randy stuff, playing with his RC cars, and uh, mm. he. I guess he, they they got him to come back. Maybe uh, wrestle some matches. Big star. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Randy Orton. The perfect. He's the he's the complete package, I've been told. Is that uh, what he's people. called? Uh, he's called that by people. He's described. He's described that by people. Yeah, he's the complete package. Interesting. Yeah, he's Do got it all. Though? No, he's boring. Okay. He's hmm. boring. So, um. The pay-per-view went on. I Who cares? I, I didn't watch this, but uh, I found out about this afterwards. So I guess, you know, the show wraps up, and then the, the you know it's over when the little, like, WWE copyright thing comes up at the end of the broadcast, mm-hmm. and you're like, huh, that's the end of it. But Clash instead... Stone Cold Steve Austin? Uh, not quite. Uh, a little song called Cult of Personality Hits. In Chicago, Illinois. Okay, I'll tell you. I'm getting there, RJ. Don't worry. As I build the suspense, I'm just, are you suspended? Uh, uh, actually, I think I know who it is because I the, know the, there's one wrestler you're a big fan of. Well, so out comes to to his music and to the shock of the Chicagoans, CM Punk hmm. back with the WWE after is getting after getting shit canned. By AEW for beating people up, and they're like, you know what? 
Time to bring him back. Uh, it work out okay. <laughs> it might not. work. It might work out great. Uh, this guy who's been like shit talking the company for the last I don't know, nine years, whatever, however long it's been since he left. Now, what does his first promo on Raw say? He's like, "I'm home." <laughs> uh, Vince did that, right? Vince is done. So Vince yeah, is but like, do you think Vince doesn't still have a hand in things? I don't Just think sh- he does. Shadow. Uh, I don't know operation. if he does. I think he might be kind of out, out. Because I don't think this would have happened. Because he's, I, well, they just, they probably, like, he's got so much money. So uh, yeah. much money. And I don't think that, so because they, the completely, the company is now owned by a completely different outfit. Vince no longer, like, he has a big chunk of shares in this new thing. It's like TKO. It's like UFC and WWE are like this now. Like they are actually entwined, and mm. uh, I think they basically have given a Triple H the reins to do whatever. Like he's in charge, as far as I can tell, until Vince decides I'm back, pal. But mm. uh, yeah, I mean, apparently uh, CM Punk reached out to the company, said, "Hey, I need a paycheck," and uh, they went, mm. "Come on in, come on in," because it, it, this will really stick it to old. Uh, Hello, billionaire Tony Khan and his fledgling wrestling company, AEW, as it slides down the ratings and interest in it drops. Um, and now they've lost another guy to the competition. Cody Rhodes gone. CM Punk back. Mm-hmm. Sad. Who's next? Sad. Who's who's next? Goldberg. Goldberg oh, next. Bill Goldberg's probably getting too old, though, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. And like, Cause like dudes like the people would want like Goldberg, Stone Cold, Steve Austin like they're too old. Like Undertaker I think is coming back again and it's like he's too old, right? Cause it wasn't that I I did see that a while ago. It was like is Undertaker coming back again? And it's like man, he is way way too old, don't you think? You know about Undertaker? You know about him being old? Undertaker comes shows up randomly now. He was on yeah. NXT, but he's like not really. He's not like Undertaker is anymore. He's just like, oh hey, it's Mark. It's Mean Mark. Mark mean Galloway. Mark. Yeah, that was his original wrestling name, Mean Mark. Damn, that's mean. tough. He, he was mean. Well, I, you know, I that, understand. He, yeah, he's not mean or tough, Mark. Yeah, I understand that. That's big news for you. I, for one. Have no opinion of this CM Punk. I I don't really have much of uh, an opinion about this now either. It's kind of just like I don't know. This happened, I don't know, five years ago. Different story. But now it's like oh, he's it's his comeback again after, and it's like kind of like oh, it's lost its luster. And you're like oh, he's back at the company that he's supposedly so mad at, out of spite or whatever. And you're like how long is this going to last for? He's a, mm. and it's just like, you know, I don't know. I'll uh, reflect, you know, positively, I guess, warmly on uh, the nostalgia of the pack of like my memories of the good old days. But going forward, it's just like, yeah, I don't watch that. Stuff. I don't watch it anymore. But came out, it, came, it, it was a surprise. A circle. It, it is rust and coal. But uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I know, I know, you know what you're saying. I mean, but I mean, obviously, I know you'll be uh, tuning in to watch Sting's retirement match uh, 
coming up uh, next year yeah, like, yeah, at the at the Greensboro Coliseum. Is it against Rey Mysterio? I don't know if they've I don't think they've announced that yet. Wouldn't it be cool if it was against like, um, like Andre the Giant or something? Um, yeah, <laughs> that would be disturbing. Or Terry White, he's still alive, right? Yeah. Terry, Terry White? White. What's Hulk Hogan's real name? Oh, <laughs> t- 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 Terry Bollet. Terry Bollet, brother. Mm-hmm. Brother, that'd be cool. And see, Hulk's another guy. He's still around. The Hulkster. He's yeah, he's a old, yeah, he, yeah, he's a cool guy, all right. If you're like weird old into sushi ra- and ra- racist guys, yeah. <laughs> remember, remember that thing. Remember that. The sushi remember that orgy. Remember that. Burps. Yeah. Burp. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you go, oh dear. I didn't watch the video. I just I watched the courtroom thing. Uh, yeah. courtroom scenes. Right. I didn't watch that either. I just saw some yeah. stuff of it on the internet. You know? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you want to know what Andy and I are watching now? Uh, Randy Savage mixtapes. That'd be pretty cool, man. That'd be very cool. So you're not watching, watch, you're not watching that. Okay, I don't uh, care. Go ahead. Uh, I'll have watching? more to say what? next week. This is news. Bye. This is a scoop, this is, folks. This is part of the news. This scoops. What do you know about Waco, Texas? Mm, real fun place. We have a uh, nothing bad happens in Waco. We're watching a show, <laughs> and uh, I thought I understood the Waco story. And I'm like watching you, this you're, show. you're you're talking about David Koresh, and, and yes, the, I'm talking the, about David Koresh and, and the family. Yes, and uh, we're watching a show, and we were both like, "This is an interesting spin on this," and. Hmm. Uh, so we're watching the um, I Got Paramount Plus for okay. Black Friday because okay. it was half off or it was uh, okay. whatever the deal was. And Waco's on there. It's a yeah. seven episode series with Taylor Kish, Tim yeah. Riggins as David Koresh and uh, mm-hmm. Michael Shannon as the uh, FBI. Gary. As Gary, uh, whatever his name is. Um, the show is apparently based on two books. One from the FBI guy, and then one from uh, uh, one of the guys that was inside of Waco. But uh, I, I, I'm going to reserve judgment for later. But uh, I, I looked on Letterboxd, and nobody's really mentioned this. I just looked at the, the front page reviews. Yeah. The show is incredibly sympathetic to uh, David Koresh, and it paints him like kind of in the right. And I was like, hmm. Mm. I was like, interesting... Uh, Interesting spin. You, you know uh, who's a, one of the creatives involved with this is Denny Gordon. Does the name Denny Gordon ring any bells? No. Why should it? Um, oh, let me tell you. You mentioned this film a lot. Uh, but also co-director, I guess, on this show is uh, John Eric Dowdle, who also worked on As Above, So Below, Devil, The Poughkeepsie yeah. Tapes, the quarantine oh. American remake of Wreck, um, but that none of that's important. The one Danny Gordon, though, Danny Gordon is the 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 person at the helm of one Joe Dirt. Oh, it, yeah. your, your chortling chuckle uh, comes through his silence on my end. I'm not oh, sure no. play in the recording, but uh, uh, th- does that, that explain? Does that explain a few things for you? Or it explains many many things. 
Yeah, the aesthetics. Many, many the director of Jojo Dirt, sympathetic to Crush's cause. That, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I yeah yeah I didn't know that, but uh, I actually <laughs> I have a lot to say about this, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put that out there for right now because I don't want to talk about it yet because I'm not done. Okay. Okay. But uh, I uh, was I was just very surprised at uh, the depiction of uh, what was going on in this show, and I went. Hmm. I said, do I not know what happened there? Probably not. I wasn't, I was only seven years old or something or three years old. I don't know, but yeah, you were, you were a, a three-year-old, I yeah. would guess. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was a little bit surprised at how they chose to uh, portray things. And like, <laughs> Branch Davidians. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll get into it next week, but I, I was just curious, uh, uh, you got a week to brush up on your Waco history, okay, okay, friend? Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then after that, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to watch after that. I don't know. I Shit. don't know what we're going to watch. Oh, so uh, I, I, wow, I just learned that uh, Dan- Danny Gordon uh, is a woman. Yeah, you bigot. Just assumed I, 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 it was I, I, a man. No, I, I went in my head, but I think I actually I did uh, stick to the uh, they, so... I think Denny. I think Denny was uh, potentially a big part of the hair and styling uh, for both of the shows. I see. David Koresh rocks a massive mullet, but uh, gotcha. I looked up a picture of the real one, and he, he, that's what okay. he actually did look like. So it's, uh, it's what, what, what what threw me off because I was like scrolling through it, uh, and I saw something about films directed by women, and I went, "What?" And I'm like, Joe Dirt, no, and like John Eric Dahl, like, no, Danny Gordon. There you go. Mm-hmm. Director of Joe Dirt. That's crazy. Wild. It's crazy, dude. Uh, um, yeah. So anyway, we'll talk about Waco later. Cool. <laughs> and then we'll talk about the Waco TV show. And then we'll talk about the Waco TV show. No. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, we'll see. We'll see what. Yeah, the, there's there, well, there's some there, 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 there's some controversy around the. Um, yes, I'm. Yeah. Uh, the the because there's actually a documentary you could watch. Uh, mm-hmm. called uh, Waco: The Rules of Engagement. What's that on? Um, it's about Texas. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I it's like I said. I, I'll get to it next week. Um, I I am I'm pretty confident what they're showing is like it was a big government misstep on how things were handled. However, the FBI. I feel like it. Uh, the show might somehow like um make people feel like uh they are also kind of in their, like, validate people, do you know what I mean, that are doing similar things, but, like, not quite. I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll get to it next week, but it's, like, yeah, government misstepped, but I, uh, but I think the show is maybe opening the door to validate uh, illicit uh, activities and people who just want to be off the grid. <laughs> you know what I mean, Cher? You Sovereign citizens? Yeah, that's, that's, that's how it seems. That is definitely how it's now seems. good. That's what we need more of. So I guess this yeah. came out what five years ago, something like that. Yeah. No. I don't know. I don't know. If those people need any justification. I feel like they've got all they need. Yeah. I um. Oof, yeah. I, boy. I don't know. I just... Speaking of 136 minutes long, Waco: The Rules of Engagement from 1997. That's the documentary. Oof. I mean, I watched it uh, at some point in my life. Uh, it was. It seemed it was good, mm-hmm. good. So I don't know, but you'd have to find time to watch this uh, chonker 
It's on YouTube, readily available. Among uh, all of the other things that we watch? Yeah, you bet. I mean, you're watching entire TV shows while you're also watching Berlin Alexanderplatz. I mean, clearly it's you're capable of it. Yes, that, uh, that's true. Well, there's things that I watch when Andy goes to bed, and there's things that uh, we watch together. Wow. So Huge. It is huge. I'm glad to hear that. It is huge. Very good. So anyways, I got that going for me. Excellent. Excellent. Well, very well. Uh, Well, we have another TV show to discuss. Do we? An ongoing film experience unlike any you've ever, ever encountered. Do we? We we do. Part three of our discussion. Um, So, after the break, we learn that Jarrett called it. He was he did get his arm amputated, but it doesn't matter. This is the Criterion Cruise Podcast, mm-hmm. and tonight we continue talking about the hit television series mm-hmm. Berlin Alexanderplatz mm-hmm. from 1980, directed by Rainier Werner Fassbinder. Yeah. RJ, yeah, you want me to hit you with that synopsis? Why don't you uh, tell me what the show's about? Because I've never seen it. <clears throat> In late 1920s Berlin, mm-hmm. Franz Biberkopf is released from prison and vows to go straight. Yeah. However, he soon finds himself embroiled in the city's criminal underworld. Yeah. 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 Just like I've, last time. I've been there. What are we up to? Episode 7? We're, we're, we're kicking Ooh. things off. What? Give me a recap. What? What's happened previously, RJ? Okay. Previously. You want to hear what's happened? Berlin Alexanderplatz. Yeah. Uh, from the very start, 101, rape man. 102, Nazi man. 103, pimp man. 104, beer man. 105, sex man. 106, roadkill man. Very that good. is the story so far. That's the story so far. That, As I understand it. I mean, the way you sell it, I mean, it sounds pretty good. Rape man, Nazi man, pimp man? Sounds yeah. pretty good. Sex, sex man. Beer man, Beer man, sex man, roadkill man. Yeah, sounds like a very intriguing show. Let me, well, I got news for you, pal. <laughs> it's many things. <laughs> it is many, many things. Intriguing. intriguing. Not one of them? I'm not, I I, I can't say. As okay. you know, I, I suffer blackouts. Right. So uh, I uh, I can't say if, if that's right. a, a thing or not. Mm. Well, here we are with part three. Uh, we're going to be talking about episodes seven through ten. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Uh, episode seven, mm-hmm. um, titled, Remember, an oath can be amputated. 
Franz has survived the car accident, but his right arm has been amputated. He recuperates for a time with Eva and Eva's lover, Herbert. Herbert agitates against Pumes' syndicate, so the boss decides to take up a collection to help with Franz's medical costs. Franz goes to a red light district and encounters a pimp who offers him a woman he calls the Horror of Babylon. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, so um, what's to be said about here? So uh, this movie opens up, and it almost, or this episode opens up, and it kind of almost throws you off because you're like, whoa, it, this this room is so sharply designed. It looks like modern times in terms of like the 80s. But you're like, oh, right, this is like the gangster's office mm. uh, with its appointed furniture and not just uh, Franz's uh, apartment. Yeah, uh, and you get Reinhold and Mech, uh, which I think is like it feels like the last time we've seen Mech was episode seven, and we don't see him again for the next for a while, three, four episodes that we've watched up to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're all scheming about because they're like, ah, so uh, Franz is dead, huh? It's like, ah, but he's going to talk. See, <laughs> he's going to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and Reinhold, of course, he's an asshole, a real <laughs> son of a bitch, and he's like, oh yeah, we should. Uh, we should finish him off. And then it's like, well, he's going to tell someone because of course he knows that it's not like uh, Franz would give up the syndicate or anything that he'd just give up Reinhold. He doesn't want that to happen. But um, of course it's like, well, can't go that far. He's a good guy. You know, he understands like what the score is when you're working in the criminal underworld, he'll keep to himself. Mm -hmm. So uh, his time is kind of uh, allowed to pass for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, they'll take his head. He tells Mech, and Mech's like, "My friend, Ooh. and you now you won't and now you won't see you won't now you won't see me again." Uh, then we then we cut over to Eva and Herbert's place, and Chris, you're like, "I don't even fucking whose house is this?" Because it's shot so far away. Because I think they're like really trying to build up the anticipation around Franz's arm being gone, mm-hmm. and it's just you know, so this uh, Gunther he's got to keep his arm like under his uh, shirt. It's into his pants, which uh, yes. is noticeable at times. Yes, at times. It is what it is. Yes. It is yes. what it is. I mean, I didn't uh, expect him to cut off his yeah. arm for real. Wow, that'd be some real method acting right there. Jared Leto would do it. Yeah, he might. <laughs> I'm just role, saying. If the, if the right role called for it. Well, if he got cast in the Bibberkoff remake, I, I'm pretty sure Leto would do it. No. So... I'm not sure which episode it is, but there comes a point where the, so the Eva character, so this is like the woman who was um, Franz's like mm-hmm. girl, uh, his his own his his prostitute working from Ed when he was a pimp uh, before he got married mm-hmm. um, and started pimping his wife out. Uh, her behavior from this point on completely different from her earlier appearances. A little erratic. A little bit. Yeah, she's a completely different character uh, behind doors mm-hmm. uh, to the point where there is times where, oh, man, the performances of these actors and the stylization of this presentation, it is like, you, it's, a bit, it's a bit much. Are you it's talking like, about, he's going to shoot us. He's going to kill us. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're that, talking about? That's exactly chance? what I'm talking about. In this, in this, this episode, because yeah, the uh, guy with the dyed blonde hair yes. shows up, and he's like, he's got something in his pocket. Oh, it's a gun! That's a gun! It's like, 
no, there's like no, clearly not a gun in that pocket. And they just start going theater kid mm-hmm. real hard. And the, the guy looks like um, the bad Nazi in uh, um, Raiders of the Last Ark. As opposed got, to like, the bad, the, the good Nazi. Right? I didn't use those words. No. But uh, the main the main baddie who's got the little circle glasses, no. that's who he yes. looks like. So kind of like this, eh? Kind. Yeah, a little bit. A little... You, you ever seen one of these? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have you on my screen, so I can't yeah. even respond. You know, um, so anyway, this is like a big drawn out period of time where I don't know. He's he's holed up, not at his own apartment, but hanging out at Herbert's place, and uh, Herbert. talk about pubes and like start talking about like, well, you know, clearly, you know, these criminals they they should like now that you're like uh, you've lost your arm. I mean, you're an amputee. It's like they, it's like the, if you fought for the war, they, they need to make like some like not restitutions, but like uh, they, they owe you like a living. Like you need to make a, you need to be able to support yourself. So they should make some, they should cough up some dollars. So I guess like off camera, uh, Herbert starts like spreading word about them, and they're like, oh, he's ready to talk. He's going to talk. We got to pop him. We got to take him out. But they're like, ah, no, maybe we can just uh, put a collection up. Everybody throws five bucks in. Uh, mm-hmm. and, we'll, and we'll pass it on to Franz. That'll shut him up. And of course, Reinhold, who not only is like uh, a horrible scumbag, he's also cheap. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not going to give him five dollars, and he storms off. And you're like, man, what a guy! A Pfeiffer or whatever that denomination is. He's like, yeah. well, I won't give him a Pfeiffer. A Deutschmark? Uh, no Deutschmark. No Pfeiffing. Yeah. Not a, not one red Pfeiffing. I will not no. do. We got to have more of a stammer, I guess, when you do uh, uh, Reinhold. So one thing I didn't like about this, one thing I don't, amongst other things, one thing I don't like about the um, presentation on Criterion Channel, I guess, is when they're doing the subtitles for Reinhold, they don't signify that he's got a stutter with some, like, stuttering in it. And you're like, huh, you know, if you were, like, you know, say, legitimately hard of hearing, uh, you you wouldn't know that. I guess other than, like, if you're watching him for his body language or like and see that he is stuttering. Mm-hmm. I think you could uh, put that into the text. Another thing, if you were watching this at a, at an accelerated speed, you would also not be aware that Reinhold. Oh yeah. Had a stutter. Or stammer. That's, that's true, but we'll talk about because time speeding up. I did not know that Reinhold spoke yeah. in a strange way I, I i yeah that's a good point you wouldn't you might not have known that which i have updates on my current watching habits but we'll get there <laughs> okay okay this got to two well i don't i don't want to i don't want to play that card yet let's right. see let's see oh good anyway so and so uh, uh i'm trying to remember what i what I experienced like this this episode was a a return to form for berlin alexander platz in a lot of ways I thought the previous two episodes were improvements from the first four. I thought this was like right back at it to like the the, the beer episode, beer man. Uh, in terms beer of man. just like I was just like I don't give a shit. Well, Fuck. he's kind of beer man in this. He's beer man brothel man. Yeah, but it's just there's these moments where so he leaves because he's getting cooped up in the apartment mm-hmm. and he goes down to the red light district and you're kind of like whoa. What's all this? This seems stylized and interesting. Uh, What's it's kind of this then? It's it's kind of it's a little Fellini-ish, you know, yeah. a little Fellini-esque. And it's like, oh, hey, it's not just brown. <laughs> like, mm. cool. 
Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, yeah, we get this speech that we're going to hear about three or four more times about the the poor Babylon drinking. <laughs> you know, oh, God damn it. So anyway, and you're like, oh, what's, you're like, what, what's this about? What, what, where, where are we going with this? Tell me. I don't know. So anyways, um, how does this episode end? This The episode either ends with um, the introduction of Maisie. Or that might be the start of the next episode, but I, believe... I think I think that might be the next. It's one. not the very end of this one. Yeah, this one might end just with nothing. Like, uh, wow, what a shock! Because <laughs> I think he goes around, he visits the brothel, he goes and drinks beers, and then oh no, this this one ends with uh, um, he goes to that club and Silly is there and Reinhold is there, and then it's kind of oh. like. Realization, Silly's like, "Hey, you told me he was dead. Dead, yeah. And he's not. And then Reinhold also is like, "Ah, shit, Bibrikov is back." He's like, and he's, that and guy he's walking, was gone. And, he, and he's walking around. Yeah, because he knew he wasn't dead, but he was just like, a, yeah. he thought that that dude was leaving. I think that's maybe how yeah. That, uh, this this episode definitely so far wins the contest of me dozing off the most. Oh, dozy man. Yeah. This one didn't do it for me, RJ. Dozy uh, dope. Yes, episode not good, not good at all. What about you, RJ? What did you, what did you think of? Remember, an oath can be amputated. Uh, amputee man, one out of four stars. <laughs> nice. And uh, I wrote that in the first five seconds of watching this because he had no arm. And then later, yeah. I mean, it could be brothel man. I think that's also a fitting, but he's yeah. brothel man for a couple episodes, to be honest. It's true. So, uh, yeah. I think amputee man is probably the most appropriate and yeah. he's not beer man again yet he kind mm-hmm. of is but yeah no i'm i'm uh oh four seven in uh Berlin, hey, alexander watts th- th- there there was that episode that you gave a 1.2 <laughs> yeah i gave it a 1.2 was that uh sex man uh yeah see well there you go sex man or roadkill i it's hard to say hard to yeah, say hard to say Hard to say. Yeah, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna say my track writer record for this uh, this particular program isn't um, isn't great. It's not stellar. It isn't great, is what I would say. Uh, well, enough about seven. Unless you have any other observations you recall about it. Oh, just the things I I helped kind of I the the, uh, the holes I helped fill up for you on that. Uh, yeah, about a uh, Reinhold and uh, and uh, said. Things. Right. This is the episode he drinks three beers in a row, right? Oh, okay. I think. I, I did get one really good screenshot during this week's, and it was him with three beers, and he just... Okay. And the ladies at the corner are like, he, he's surely an alcoholic. And I went, no. He's just hanging <laughs> out, man. Yeah, I wish I was like... I guess like so destitute and I have an apartment I call my own and I seem to like have all the food I want, all the alcohol I want. It's just like, huh, this guy's really struggling. Some people crave he's not I don't know. Other things. I maybe I guess. Women. Sometimes continue. women you continue uh for the next four of these four episodes. Uh continue to Throw themselves at uh yeah the boy. barmaid one just before the oh. broth or like just after the brothel or whatever it's like instantly she's like he ordered three beers he's crazy I'm oh fuck that's this episode oh god yeah that is this episode fuck yes 
sh- yeah, this is why one out of four. This is shit. This is fucking shit. Terrific. Episode Terrific. eight. The sun warms the skin, but burns it sometimes too. Do you want my rundown of this? Uh, go ahead. Uh, I have I have three men in this one. Okay. My first instinct was Birdman, and then oh, I put yeah. I, 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 Birdman one out of four stars. But then I put Pimp Man two point oh, and then Sex Man two point oh. And that ever... those two point are in reference to stars. No, 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 no. That is in the reoccurrence that this is the second Pimp Man episode, and this is also the second Sex Man episode. Sex okay. Man 2.0. Okay. That was Got my it. understanding of this yep. episode. Hey, when, when, do you, when do we start talking about the uh, the symbolism of the, the cages? And it's well, like, what's, you what, can what, do it now. This is Birdman episode. Birds. I know, but it's, like, but it's like the next three episodes are really leaning into this bird. And like the cages, and you're like, you know what else the, they do who's for the, the next? Who, who's in the cage? What's this about? What is it saying? Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's nailing it. But you, you know what else they do for the next three episodes? Prolonged re- repetition of the one scene of his killing his wife, uh, him killing yep. his wife, over and over, thrice and thrice. over again. It, yeah, I, and I, I believe keep... it is ten minutes out of the next three episodes going over. Uh, I definitely, definitely think it's about uh, a three-minute scene. There's more than in one of these episodes, though. They replay that more than once. It yes, it's twice. It's twice in one episode. Yeah. I, th- I think it might be the th- <laughs> might be the tenth episode. Okay, potentially. So the sun warms the skin, but burns it sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Franz gets involved in an illegal enterprise with Willie, whom he met at a cabaret. Sure. Eva and Herbert stop by to see Franz and bring a young woman, uh, Emily Karsunki, who they offer as a new lover. Franz and the tender-hearted woman, whom he nicknames Maisie, fall for each other. However, their spell of love is broken when Franz finds a love letter from another man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So this one, um, yeah, there's this guy, Willie. I think they're of like pickpockets. I think that's the idea is that it's like a pickpocket yeah. like guild. They're pickpockets and his thing he's like, Did you steal it? And he's like, No, I just changed its owner. He says, ah. Nobody can steal uh possessions. They don't not belong to anybody. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. This is the voice that they use. A real in these a real episodes. a real colonialist mindset right there. So, <laughs> Eva and Herbert. So yeah, uh, they got this girl, this this Maisie, um, and there's this like deal and exchange that I think doesn't come up till like the last episode. But I'm not sure if it's clear in this episode. But oh, she's also a like a sex worker, Maisie. Yes. But all that beside the point. Man, oh man, her and Franz, they just they're in love. We get a montage. Mm-hmm. They go out on the boat and like he's using both paddles with one arm and he has to go back and forth to do it. And you're just like, what is this? This is like something out of the Fairly Brothers or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's strange that this gets dropped on you because it doesn't feel authentic. It, does, again, it doesn't feel genuine. You're just like, these are just beats and they're trying to show this and you're like, I don't, 
I don't accept this. I don't. I don't. I don't think that anybody is uh, in love with one another here. Not yet. Not yet. But uh, yeah, this episode again. I definitely was awake more for this one. I don't remember too much about what goes on. I just remember there's like this period of, uh, yeah, romance and time being spent with one another. And then he's like, all oh. it's always like he's highs and lows with this fucking guy. And then um, uh, Mrs. Mast, Bast, the uh, the landlady, who's always per, like peeking, always team buying. Yeah, she's yeah, she can do no wrong. She's like, oh, by the way, a, a letter here for you from her. It's what she, I think, says in the subtitles. But it's actually a letter addressed to Maisie. Because apparently she just knows, like, this person just knows where to send the mail to her now. Uh, and it's like, he reads it. And he's like, oh, my God, this is a love letter. And it's like, okay, calm down, dude. You're you're a sleazy scumbag. Like, you're constantly, like, you're going through fucking women all the time. But it's like this man and child. Quiet going through women like constantly oh, wow. like we, we just watched like two episodes ago him and reinhold's deal uh, sex man <laughs> sex man and you're just yeah. like and like what do you do like that widow like every remember uh um, yeah. is it lena from like the the beginning the polish woman he's just like yeah i'm done he just moves through it oh you're like so again you're like is this supposed to be like showing him as like this hypocrite but man make it good like make it worth watching because oh, yeah. you're just like, man, I don't fucking care. I don't care about this guy's plight uh, at all. Not even, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit? Not even a little bit. But, yeah, I, at this point, I really, really, this, this little write-up doesn't bring back too much to my memory. Uh, Big fan I, is what you're pro- saying. Probably, probably stops by the Red Light District again, gets to hear about the Horror Babylon again. Sure that was in there, Cages. Yeah. No, because oh, gosh, because oh yeah, because Maisie got her, got him a bird in a cage, and he's very stoked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get more cages as time goes on. RJ, tell me more about uh, the sun warms the skin. Well, as I said, Birdman was my initial, uh, and then I had Pimp Man, Sex Man, uh, two So yeah, you get introduced to Maisie, and it's, Ava's like, "Here's a new bride for you for sex." And then Bibrikoff is like, terrific. Women are find me irresistible. And immediately the young girl's like, man, you're so handsome. The most dis- disruptive thing that I saw in this, to me personally, was uh, when this young gal is introduced and Bibrikoff says, come, sit on my lap. And then you go, you just... You just offer that to anybody? That's a, that's, a, that's an alpha play, RJ. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm yeah, sure you gotta it is. you gotta you gotta brush up on your uh, red pill uh, videos online. I'm I'm very sure that it is, oh. and uh, <clears throat> yeah, I went oh dear, um, and then uh, yeah, they have a great they have a grand old time. They're walking around. They're doing cool things. Bibrikoff can't be part of the uh, the pickpockets uh, syndicate because he's I ah, just having so much fun with this gal. She's <laughs> she's uh, she's so fun. Makes me feel like I have an arm again. And then you go, oh okay, cool. <laughs> um, and then uh, she gets a bird, and I don't know. There's like some discourse, and it's like, discourse. There's some discourse, and it's like, oh oh, is she doing something else? And then there's like. He's like, well, I, 
Bibrikov goes and confronts her with flowers, and then she's like, "Oh, you still love me." And then, because uh, they're Italian now, and Bibrikov's like, "You finally given me the courage to do something I really need to do." And then uh, I believe that is where this episode ends. <laughs> is is that part where he's like, he's like, "You're yeah, so it's beautiful. A, it's a, you give it's, me it's, the strength." Well, it's a well, it's a no. This is the episode. It's like a cliffhanger because you're like, "Oh no, what's what's going on?" And then it just ends, and you're like, "Okay." Yeah, I think that's what it is, though. Is like he says, he's like, "I can finally do something," and he go, "Do what?" Yeah. Uh, Which then takes us to episode nine about the eternities between the many and the few. Eva explains to Franz that Maisie just wants to work to support him as Franz cannot do so due to his missing arm. He reconciles with Maisie. Franz goes to Reinhold's and tells him how he has become a pimp. Reinhold is disgusted by Franz's stump of an arm. Franz is inspired by a communist rally during which Franz daydreams. After the meeting, Franz and Willy playfully debate a militant worker about the merits of their dishonest work. The two then meet Eva and Herbert, wherein Franz mockingly recounts the lessons he learned about power and the state of the meeting, uh, before more seriously soliloquizing about the role of order and authority versus a more limitless power. Mm. I've been there. Oh boy. I've been there for sure. So anyway, yeah, Maisie's doing it for you. And uh, um, yes, yep. And then yes, we finally get like Franz going over to Reinhold's place. And Reinhold's like, "I got a gun. I want to fucking shoot you if you try anything." He's like, "I don't have a gun. I'm not here to kill you." And they just hang out. And uh, I guess it's like, "Hey, don't worry about it, Reinhold. Don't you don't have nothing to worry about me." Reinhold's just like, "Let me see your stump." Is that uh, Judge Reinhold? Yes, one, okay. one of the same. Okay. Um, and yeah, they seem to kind of like end things on uh, kind of uh, good terms, but you know that that's not all it's going to be. It can't be, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then a huge chunk of this is uh, Franz uh, hangs out with uh, some communists. Yes, he does. Uh, and, and, and there's a, a seesaw. Yes, there is, Jared. I yeah. made a note of that also. What seesaw man? <laughs> well, I can't. Uh, I can't say yes. That's a. Uh, yeah. I don't want to give got, anything I don't know. away. They're, they're just assholes to this this uh this old uh, worker man. He's just trying to figure things out. Um, and uh, yeah, you get Franz spells it all out and lays it all out in the most uninteresting way possible. Yeah, and fuck me, I, I, yeah, I, this, these episodes, fuck, fucking hell. Yeah, so you enjoyed them, is what I'm hearing. No, you Big hear, fan. you heard, you, you heard wrong. Big friend. fan, he said. Hey, tell, tell me, RJ, what do you think of this episode? What's, what's it called? This one I also had multiple, but my, um, my, my go-to, uh, my initial instinct was prolonged stump man oh yeah because there is a prolonged image of uh this person's amputated uh like um limb and let me tell you even at two 
times speed. <laughs> I felt that it was way too long to linger on this man's amp- amputated limb. Okay. So uh, that was my go-to. Mm. Uh, and before I get to that time speed thing, I also put sexualized politics, man. Because he has sexual daydreams while listening to the communist rhetoric, which I thought was um, weird. Describe the daydream. Uh, it's like him putting his fingers in people's mouths and stuff in the uh, in the daydream. Like, because he's listening to the communist manifesto, and then it's like him, like, Ugh. and he's it's him with Maisie, and he's like putting his fingers in her in her mouth, and you're like, you're like I don't know if I needed that. <laughs> in the detail that it was uh, uh, presented yeah. in. So yep. uh, sexualized politics, man. And then just for you, Jared, I did have seesaw, man, seesaw, man, seesaw, man, because I went, Oh dear. <clears throat> oh dear. Uh, this is a one out of four stars. <clears throat> oh, okay. In, okay. In uh, my, in, in case you were wondering, in case you were yep. wondering. Okay. Yep. Big yeah, time, we're, we're, one out of four. <laughs> Big time, we're in it, RJ. Yeah. We're in it. We're in it to win it. I'm. I've been told that. Yeah. 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 I've been told that. And uh, that's the end of this episode. Oh yeah. So he, yeah, he goes to Reinhold. He shows him his uh, amputated limb for way too long. Uh, <laughs> I am currently watching at two times speed, Jared. This is when it kicked in the two times speed. It was around this time where I think it was in the first episode <laughs> or the episode speed. just before. But uh, I was watching it at one point. I went, I'm not going to entertain this anymore. I said, I'm just, I'm done. You said, I think I can do better. I, I think I can do- bump this up. So I hit it to the two times speed. And uh, if you're watching a four, <laughs> a 50 whatever minute episode at two times speed, 25 minutes, Jared. Pretty quick. It's like you're watching Atlanta. It's kind of like it. It's kind of like, it. and then, but you actually, you got to be, you got to be on. If you're at two times speed, Jared, you got to be like this. Yeah, the subtitles will be too fast. Uh, they're they're not too fast to read, but they are. I it is way too fast to try to take uh, pictures of, which I didn't take a lot. I didn't take almost any pictures, but the okay. one or two that I needed, I did have to slow it down to uh, slow the speed down a little bit because it's like oh, that's not gonna work. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm at two times speed and, uh, my life's never been better to be honest. Oh, well, you know what? Just imagine when you don't have to ever watch this again, how good it's going to be then. Uh, I mean, that would be good also, but, uh, that that would be uh, acceptable. I'm not there yet. Unfortunately. No, no, we're not. No, we're not, but we're, we're the closest we've ever been. Yeah. Episode 10, mm-hmm. Loneliness <laughs> Tears. tears. Loneliness Tears Cracks of Madness Even in Walls. Holy mm-hmm. shit. As Maisie cannot have children, Eva tells her she will have a child with Franz that Maisie can then raise. Maisie is delighted, to the point that Eva asks if she is a lesbian. Eva also tells Maisie she's concerned that Franz is getting into trouble with Rogue Willie when he should be attending to those who uh, took his arm. And Max, it's like almost like, oh, we gotta get back. You gotta get him back on track. He's gotta get revenge for his arm, I guess. Mm-hmm. At Max's bar, Franz listens as Willie espouses Nietzschean uh, ideas while Max pleads with a Marxist to keep politics Nietzsche. out of the bar. 
Nietzsche. There is that uh, that scene is very um very pretentious and uh, uh which is obvious, but uh, it is exactly the kind of guy nowadays you see wearing a fedora and a sword and going Nietzsche. Anything other than Nietzsche is drivel, and you go, all right, dude. Franz drunkenly wanders the streets at night. Wow, what a what a, mm-hmm. what a twist! I remember this. Uh, repeating snippets of the conversation before declaring that he has mm-hmm. no use for politics. Can he repeats the entire fucking conversation from the bar? Sure, he does. Franz takes a taxi to the Tegel prison where he falls asleep on a park bench before being accosted by a police officer and now very drunk, making his way back home. The next day, Maisie asks Franz to stay out of politics and he again declares he has no interest. Uh, Maisie admits she has taken a rich client and Franz is horrified as he thinks Maisie wants to be rid of him until Maisie describes the agreement made with Eva for Franz's baby. After okay, after Maisie leaves, Eva arrives and asks if Franz wants to have the baby, and the two have sex. Responding negatively to a lecture from Herbert on his increasing drunkenness, Franz returns home and Maisie, and he agree to get drunk. Maisie rich Maisie's rich client arrives. Franz finds out that she is going away with him for three days and weeps in despair. Hmm. So, uh, this episode was the birth of 1.5 speed for me. Jarrett, you old dog. Look at you. You did it, eh? Oh, yeah. Uh, When you start really looking at those run times, you're just like, you know, you could shave off a little bit here. And you know what? Didn't impact the viewing at all. I think two would be too too fast. You could not read subtitles, especially this episode. I know you don't care. I know. It's no, funny. no, 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 not that, no, not that. I was, I, I when I went to one point five, I was like, "Is this too fast? Should I be doing this?" You really noticed it when uh... an episode or two. I went, you know what? It is time to bump it up to two point two times. My prediction in the epilogue, Jarrett's going to be at two times speed. What if the epilogue? What if the epilogue is everything you've ever heard? That's real good. It's, it's actually, or sorry, I should Come say, again? In, it's interesting. Maybe what if it's interesting? Unlike everything else. So, uh, yeah, I always noticed that, like, yeah, when uh, Franz is, like, walking drunk down the street, it becomes very obvious that you're uh, on a fast speed. But, oh, boy, when you're getting those recaps of him killing his uh, wife, uh, really, it really over comes in and handy. Yeah, with, like, narration over it. Mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with it. And there's, just, like, yeah, this obsession about Abraham and, like, weird, like, biblical references. I don't fucking understand. Remember Job? Remember, uh, I do remember talking about Job. Job, how hard, and you're like, man, yeah, Franz really has it tough. And it's like, he's talking about <laughs> sacrificing your son and making this choice. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. all right. Don't, I don't get it. I don't buy it. What's this about? And then, of course, like, so this know. rich, so this rich guy that uh, Maisie's going to be shacking up with, uh, he's got this gigantic cage with like a, like a, some sort of monkey or chimp in it. Um, and you're like, man, cages, am I right? Cajuns. I mean, it is. What did you? What was the word you said? Meta, metagore. 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 That's, that's my favorite He-Man villain. <laughs> metagore. 
sounds wicked. Could you imagine if there was a character in here with that? He was wearing a loincloth and was like, Metagore, and he just knocked people's heads off. <laughs> a cyclonic blast. Yeah, and people would probably be like, yes, my friend Metagore, let's get him a schnapps. Yes, schnapps. Schnapps. Just, just a little snifter. Just snifter. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's this, classic. This is criteria. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's classic. So anyway, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, you get some some bar talk amongst some suits, some pseudo intellectuals. I don't know. I won't be that hard on RJ. But um Dude. anyway, yeah, he goes he he goes he goes stumbling out into the streets for a long time. And then he takes a Gaxi to Tego prison. And then, yeah, because you're like, oh, he wants to go back. He wants to be back inside the prison. He wants to look at it, but he longs for it. Because it gave him structure. And now he's, like, out on his own. He's just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I got no arm now, too. I'm even worse off than I was. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he gets kind of, uh, he, he stumbles away. And, uh, yeah, he, he makes it home. Uh, he's like poured onto the floor by Mrs. Uh, Bach, who's a bast, who's always up. She's always ready. And, sure. um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Maisie kind of like says, Hey, guess what? Like everything's going to work out just fine, honey. All these arrangements, but there's like this tension. Cause you're like, Oh no, is he going to murder Maisie next? Cause there's always this staging of like, He's on the. He's in the kitchen area, standing above, kind of above. Like there's a split between the floor of these steps, and he's above it, looking at her. And it's like, oh, oh, there's always this threat. But everyone seems perfectly okay with this guy, this lovable lug who murdered a woman, um, and did four whole years for it. Uh, and you're like, oh, is he going to do it to her? Oh, and then she explains it perfectly reasonably. You're like, you're going to leave me. It's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen is you're going to put a baby inside of Eva. Or, or what's her mm-hmm. name? Uh, and, uh, yeah, Eva. And uh, it's going to be great. And he's like, oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> They're so happy. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. like reality. Um, like you would really would be. And then, yeah, him and yeah, then you get to see uh, him and Eva have sex. And you're like, man, this guy's really got it all. You get and to then, see, or you're you're yeah. given the opportunity. Yeah, to yeah, you're, it's an opportunity. Something. Yeah, well, you get like set up for. It, then it tr- cuts away. You're robbed of it, really. Mm-hmm. But um, and then of course it's like he spent so much fucking time in this goddamn apartment, this mm-hmm. fucking drab ass thing. And there's times too, like it might have just been like how they shot this, but sometimes the picture's so bad. It's like so blown out, and I don't know if it looks pixelated. Like actually, on the the conversion of this from whenever mm-hmm. they ripped it from the source material, it doesn't look good. Um, and then yeah, so yeah, we do get a bit where I think he's in the car. He gets picked up by uh, Herbert and Eva, and like Herbert finally like he's probably like the only reasonable person who like talks plain to Franz. Um, I mean, Franz, of course, is like, well, fuck you. <laughs> How dare you talk to me like that? He's like, you're a drunk and you're going to kill her next? Like, and he's like, oh, oh, I would never do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, anyway, so him and Measley, they get drunk on the floor forever. Forever and ever. Forever? It, it goes on endlessly. Oh, they're I just rolling they around. Died, so they're forever drunk. They're just drunk, lying around, rollicking. And then. 
uh, oh, I forgot to tell you, I'm going to be going away for a few days with this rich guy with a cane. Who else someone talk about? Oh, I always find when women are uh, getting dressed, it just makes them more beautiful. Don't you think? They are the most erotic when they get in dressed. Yeah. And belch. And then, uh, then they like, as he starts crying and sobbing, and uh, they leave. He's like, oh, everything's hard. Oh, my shoulder hurts. Why didn't they just take it all off up to the shoulder? And now I feel this but pain for constantly. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo for Franz. Yep. Um, I mean, hey, you know what? I will say, watching this at 1.5 speed, uh, surely, surely, does that not bump this up to like a 1.5 out of 4? Two-point speed. <clears throat> yeah, the so two stars. Nice. At two-point speed. Uh, we're on episode 10, correct? Yep. Here's my review of this episode. <laughs> Nothing, man. One out Nothing, of man. Nothing, One man. out of four stars. You know why? Because you know what happens in this fucking episode? Absolutely fucking nothing. He goes and has a nap. And then he comes home and he drinks some beer with his wife. And then she leaves and he says, Poor Bibrikov. Poor, poor Franz. Nothing happened for Franz. And he's just sad and he mopes around all the time and just hanging around for an entire episode. But here's the review you really want to hear, Jared. Yep. Credits hit 30 minutes, 35 seconds. That is when the credit drops in this episode. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's it's a ways in. And then it goes cha cha cha. Yeah. <laughs> 30 minutes and 35 seconds is when the credits hit in this one. And you go, yep. "Wow. Big credit drop. Big credits." But uh yeah, I found this was one of the episodes where nothing happened uh at all and um jared i'm watching at two times speed jared i'm watching at two times speed this episode took me 20 minutes to watch (laughs) at most at most i don't know oh these are all hour-long episodes in real time though so it's definitely more yeah i mean maybe i even fast forwarded behind beyond that but um, oh, oh, oh boy! I but no, uh, shit. Yeah, you're gonna be I, I, on two times speed real soon, pal. Nah, I can tell you that. Nah, I can't. I can't go that much faster. Just try it. No, once. Try it for ten minutes. See if it works. Yeah, this is pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good show, huh? I just, uh, <laughs> I uh, I mean, like uh. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. All I can say is, uh, yeah, there was the creeps before Berlin Alexander Plaid, and then there's the creeps after this show. And the, this, I mean, this is the only show that's ever needed me to have hit two times speed at. I've been doing 1.25 for a while. I think this was maybe the first I did 1.5, and then two times but as i've said many many times if criterion thought that these movies were actually good they wouldn't have a speed toggle on their streaming service <laughs> they'd, they'd like uh grind us under their uh boot yes like, no. if they had faith like... in, in it they wouldn't have that 
Wow. HBO they, has no speed well, dog. Imagine if they did, like, uh, they had David Lynch in charge of their thing. You wouldn't be able to, like, stop it. It would just keep mm-hmm. playing. You can't no walk pause. away from no No pause. Start like, to finish. And, and it just every once in a while, if you tried hitting, like, the pause button, you just get a total fucking bullshit. Total fucking oh, bullshit. Is, is your smash? You're like, what's going on? And you have to start it over again from the beginning. And then it goes to the back and it's like, and it, and it would say, it's like, don't. And it's like, now you know. You learned your lesson. Artist intent. Artist intent. Quinoa. <laughs> and then you go, oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I would actually prefer that, to be very, very honest with you. I would prefer that. <laughs> what, but, with the uh, David Lynch viewing experience? That, I know that's not true. No, I uh, I absolutely wouldn't prefer that. But um, oh yeah, okay, good. Here's the thing, I just yeah. I really believe that Criterion, somebody in there is actually a good person and knows these movies kind of suck. So we're gonna give people the speed toggle so that they can rip through the shit just to say that they fucking watched it and like that is the bottom line, you know. It's the bottom line, Jerry. It's the bottom. It's the bottom line of what we're doing here. He's saying that's the bottom line. There is a bottom line. Yeah. So, so so far I'm 0 for 10 on uh, Berlin Alexander Platz. <laughs> what what would what would you consider like a a one out of 11? Like what would it take? Like what were we looking for? Like for a an episode star? to win me like over? A, like a like a two out of four? Yeah, a two out of four would probably win me over because one out of four is like, meh. two out of four is like, well, well, it's not good, but there is something there to it. There's no zero out of fours. No, not yet. I mean, to is be it a possibility? Is it is it a possibility? Yeah, don't ever rule that out. Don't ever okay. rule that out. No, 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 no. Um, so far, it's just like. Like, I, I see merit in some of the stuff in this. It's like, I know Fassbinder, Fassbinder, he's he's not a dumb person. Like, he makes good movies, and uh, he has, like, a good eye for things. It's like, yeah, I see, like, I like I see some of the stuff, like, some of his elements of film in this, but, like, his two-hour movies are very good. Or, you know, I think we've... Or I, I, I feel like I've enjoyed all of his stuff we've watched so far. Mm. And then this thing is just like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like you're trying to... I don't know. You're trying to stretch something more than it, it should be. It's like, this guy wasn't designed to make 15-hour fucking TV programming. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's how it seems. So, yeah. There's some stuff in there, but... Uh, very much not for me, Jarrett. It's uh very much not for me. That's right. I agree. It's it's, uh, it sucks. Shit sucks. It's not quite the thing that I need to do, and uh, I'm not really there for it. I do like um. I, I was just noticing that uh, our friends on the who handle our Instagram account that we pay like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year yes, to yes. promote. Uh, worth every penny. Um, every penny. The and... thematic so far has been the the first title card of the first episode, part one. The punishment begins. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's followed by "I have no strength left." That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and today is and now it hurts. And of course, I do notice that you did type in "It's Wednesday, my friend." 
What uh? Well, the uh, the company that we paid to uh, produce these no. things, uh, right? Said that is yeah what, is what you yeah. mean, right? Yeah, Op- I feel like Op- they're onto a theme. O- Optica Enterprises. Optica with a K. Yeah, like uh, Orcica from forty Or- K. Yeah, yeah. I think they're kind of onto something, and um, I don't know, man. I think uh, they might be right. All I gotta say is just try two point speed. If anything, for like five watch minutes, fa- watch it faster. Why set a timer for five minutes? Hit two point speed, and when when you accomplish ten minutes of viewing in five minutes, and you go, yeah, I still got caught everything that was in there, and then you go, I can reduce my time. Oh, hey, we uh, we we did get an, uh, a message here on, on the Discord. On the what? The fastest Jer- growing social media platform in the world today. Oh wow, incredible. Uh, and Oliver Granger on it mentioned uh, that episode four is a real RJ episode, you know, referencing beers. Alcoholism, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was, it looks like yesterday, so two days later, fuck this show. I wonder if that yeah. is a reference to. I think he had watched one to two more episodes. Anywhere from one to five to six more episodes is yeah. what happened, and he went, fuck this show. Yeah, yeah. The alcoholism one, like for all its faults, at the end of the day, it was just a dude hanging out drinking beers. Which maybe that's the best episode of this series, because just a dude drinking beers. I know you said it was the worst, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, but I think it's uh, the best. These last, I mean, I don't know. I didn't like any of these last like four episodes. Like I just, I don't understand. It's one note. It's got one. How level, long did it but... take you to watch these four episodes? Four hours? Oh. Yeah. What if I could tell you that you could do... Well, it took me less because this episode was at 1.5. So it was yeah. like, I don't know, down by like probably down to 40 minutes. But let me tell you this. What if I told you there's a way to take that four hours yep. and make it two hours? Imagine, if you will, it's just like, it's like taking your money back. And I, I was telling Kim this because she's all on board. She's on, she's on team 1.5. Okay. Yeah. And no. I was like, you know what? You're going to reach in there and just like, it's like taking your money back. You're taking your time back and putting it in your pocket. Be like, no, that doesn't belong to you, Berlin Alexander Platz. That's mine. That's mine time. Und mind time. You, you, you can't take that. Und it, it, I, I possess it. It's mine. You it know. will. All no, I got to no, say. No more. No, no more. more. I bet Kimbo is going to be on board with the two time speed. <laughs> too fast it's too fast no no it's not it's not it's actually it's it's very followable if you're just if you're watching and you can look away you can look away if you look up and you're like hey wait wait it happened don't rewind don't rewind it you're fine you didn't miss anything just keep that train rolling all things are fine all right cool. all things are fine cool yeah we're doing great we're doing we're this is wicked we're we're having so much fun good <laughs> energy great. good energy good energy. five Hours to go before uh, adjusted for inflation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Shrinkflation. We got great. After the break. Mm-hmm. Metagore. Pulverize. Incredible.
Ticket vor. Ich bin schon nah beim Spiel geschehen. Der Blitzkrieg ist mein stärkster Trumpf. Ich seh mich schon als Sieger gehen. Diese Schlacht gewinne ich allein. Die Gegenspieler werden schwach. RJ, if you were a He-Man villain or hero, which one would you be? Uh, I would be Alkagor. Alkagor. Alkagor, the alcohol-fused core man. Who just shoot Is it a bull? Is, is it a bull? Is it like a bull man who's got horns? He gores people. No, it, it would kind of be like Blastoise, and he has like the water cannons, but it shoots beer at people. It's Alcogor. Is that like Al Gore? It, it is. It is. Uh, it is uh, the creator of the internet. Uh, not a lot of people right. know. No. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that. What's your He-Man character, Jerry? Scale towards my main man. No, but a real like, uh, if you were a He-Man. Oh, if I were a He-Man. Mini Gore? <laughs> Mini Gore? Uh, You'd be a little uh, guy who makes miniatures that come to life. Or get, or he's a miniature person who makes giants of himself. But he'll never himself be a giant. How do you like that? Something. I think there's a scene like that in that Infinity War movie. <laughs> or Berlin Alexander Platz. Or Berlin Alexander one, one, one or the other. Something like that. I can't say for certainty. Hmm. All I know you can is I'm happy this episode is over. You can email us at criteriaincrease at gmail.com and tell sure us how happy could. you are that this episode is over. Sure, um, we still we still got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. Yeah, We're on we Letterboxd. I'm sure Duncan. He's barn loaf. Maybe we have Tumblr. Who knows? We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We Google Play. Be. Whatever. Yeah. Holy shit. Next week, Berlin yeah. Alexander Platz, the finale. Incredible. I uh, Incredible. What, what, a, what a triumph for uh, this podcast. A triumph. A triumph. Many have said. Many have many, said. Many, many, many have said such things. And that, were they right? Tune in next week as we wrap this shit up. All I know is things are going great. What comes to mind is it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Flush, 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 flush. All I know yeah. is not only are things going great, but uh, I'm doing I'm doing great, Jared. There's no problems. Everything is good. There is no problems. There's well, no problems. as I say. Good. As I say every week, get this thing out of me.